The NHL season starts this week, folks. And yet again, the Carolina Hurricanes are hoping to live up to their championship expectations that they have placed upon themselves and other folks have been placed upon them. But how do they do that? We talk about that in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listener of this Monday morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you are listening. Thank you. And today's episode is brought to you by the lovely folks over at Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Now, the Carolina Hurricanes, they are yet again hoping to get over that hump of winning another Stanley Cup. And, you know, they have expectations to live up to this season. You know, they themselves have championship aspirations. You know, the fans have that. The you know, media has that. You know, you look at uh, FanDuel, you know, their odds for the Stanley Cup. And you know, this year, uh, they are number two, uh, plus 900. Uh, Avs number one at plus 850. And they have these aspirations. They've been a model organization when it comes to consistency over these past five years, ever since they you know, got over that playoff hump back in 2018, 2019. Ever since then, they have been that model organization of doing uh, dang near everything right uh, to build that team to win a Stanley Cup. Now, you know, it is, you know, we're five years in, you know, to this now. And, you know, they have consistently been very, very good. But like I said, they keep struggling to get over that hump. I've said in the past, they kind of remind me of the old Tampa Bay Lightning, where they're always so good in the regular season. Uh, but then come playoff time, uh, they struggled some. Uh, even Steven Stamkos, uh, the her, uh, now about said the Hurricanes captain, the Lightning captain, uh, when he was on Trip Tracy's podcast, I forget when it was a while ago. Uh, you know, he even mentioned how this team you know reminds him of those Lightning teams. Uh, you know, yeah, I think that's a great compliment because the Lightning are another model organization of doing everything right. Uh, even you know sometimes it annoys us and whatnot, but yeah, they they do everything right and. The Hurricanes, yeah, they have those expectations to live up to. And they've built a really, really good team this year. And I want to look at what it or it, some things that will take for them to live up to these expectations. And the thing is, yeah, it's not like you know, there's a whole lot of things they got to do uh, because you look at the talent on this team. You know, big thing is just going to be all these new guys meshing in well. And, yeah, because they had yet another offseason of a lot of turnover and you know 
give it the time it needs you know, for these guys to mesh together and do what they need to do. And starting off, we're going to start off with one uh, that the Hurricanes are known for, and that is their defense. Uh, defense really yeah, just needs to remain strong this season. You know what they say, defense wins championships. Uh, and the Hurricanes have an ex- they always have one of the top blue lines in the NHL. And with that, you know, comes penalty kill as well. Uh, because their penalty kill is also one of the top in the NHL. So if that can remain strong this year, that's going to be really, really important because we've seen many times where the Hurricanes offense is struggling and we'll we'll get to that. And the defense, you know, really keeps them in it. And in times, you know, they're the ones that step up in the offensive side of things and, you know, get the job done that way. We've seen that before. Uh, when I go back to a lot was the game up in Detroit. Uh, I believe it was last season where they won one nothing, and the one goal was from Brady Shea, which was also a power play goal. And again, we'll talk about power play more uh, later as well. So you know, the defense can remain strong. That's going to be really, really important. Again, it's already stacked, uh, maybe a bit too stacked uh, with all the pieces they have there on the blue line. Yes, they did just, and we'll talk more about this uh, with the training camp roster update at the end of the episode. Dylan Coglin was placed on waivers. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but, you know, there's definitely going to be some question marks heading into opening night. Obviously, we'll get more of that you know, as that day gets closer. Uh, they did have that tr- training camp roster trim. Uh, over the weekend, which, like I said, we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. So we're going to know more as time goes on. But where these pieces are going to fall in is going to be very, very interesting. And one in particular I had um, noted down here is uh, Tony D'Angelo. Uh, one, you know, where is he going to fit in? Kind of don't know. He's not getting a spot back on that first pairing with Jacob Slavin. So. Where is he going to slot in? Yeah, he's not going to go on the second pair. That's going to be uh, Orlov and Pesci. If Pesci doesn't get traded, which at this point I don't think he will uh, before opening night, that may be more of a mid-season thing. And then you look at the f- third pairing. Okay, you, then you've got Brady Shea and Jalen Chatfield there. Yeah, what? Where are these guys going to slot in? That's going to be really, really interesting. And a thing with D'Angelo is, can he improve defensively? Now, I don't expect him to be Jacob Slavin level. I, I don't. But the thing is with him, yeah, he has some upside up offensively, but defensively, he's a lie. He can be a liability. We've seen it before. You know, when he was here, saw it a lot last year when he was in Philly. So, you know, can he improve defensively and not be a slice of switch cheese? Plain and simple, because he's not going to be able to hide behind Jacob Slavin this year. That's Brent Burns spot now. He's not giving that up. And so that's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out, you know, but we'll just have to wait and see on that. Again, they have so many pieces there. I don't even know what it's going to look like uh, 
like I said, Coglin's placed on waivers. Really wasn't expecting much out of him anyway. So, yeah, frankly, I'm surprised it took this long. But, you know, that is what it is there. And, you know, another thing with the defense, which I mentioned already, is its offensive capabilities. We've, like I said, we've seen where it has bailed the team out before in that regard. But your defense can't do everything, but it needs to have that capability. And that's something that still needs to be there this year. You know, you see what Brent Burns can do offensively. Uh, you know what Brady Shea can be pay- capable of. Uh, I mentioned Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, he has offensive upside a- as well. So we'll see what things happen there. You know, and then of course you got Dmitry Orlov now as well. And you know, just how all these pieces are going to fit together is going to be very, very interesting to watch this season. Now. Much like last season, you know, I don't ex I expect some growing pains, you know, with these guys with so many new guys, you know, coming in. I fully expect that. I think we all do. You know, we're not expecting them to go 82 and 0. You know, we're not expecting that. So there's gonna be growing pains, you know, for you know, these new guys coming in. And it's the beginning of the season, they were off for months. You know, they're going to be a little rusty. And yeah, you had your preseason training camp, but you know, that's different compared to uh, a regular season game. So we're just going to have to wait and see when it comes to some of this stuff of how these things are going to mesh together. But again, really big thing here is just going to be that blue line remaining strong, remaining one of the top in the NHL defensively. And I also want it to keep that uh that offensive power that it is known to have because it's bailed them out a lot in the past but we're talking about offense and yeah that tends to be the hurricanes achilles heel and we're going to talk about that and what needs to happen there along with the power play kind of lumping that together and we will talk about that right after this quick break folks now folks The NHL season is finally here. Will the Vegas Golden Knights reign supreme again? You guys know I love the NHL, and I know you do too. And that's why I want to tell you about Sleeper. And Sleeper is my go-to platform for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you have a chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. I love playing fantasy, whether it's fantasy football, fantasy basketball, and fantasy hockey. I love it. The NHL has never been more exciting than it is now with players like McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, McCarr, and, of course, on the Hurricanes, you have Sebastian Ajo, Seth Jarvis, Andre Svechnikov, Jacob Slavin. Simply select more or less based on their stats, such as goals, assists, points, saves, and more. Yes, you heard me, Hurricanes fans. Sleeper offers 100 times payouts so start paying attention make the right picks and you could win big now folks again i love playing fantasy hockey again fantasy football fantasy basketball i love this stuff and i'm really looking forward to using sleeper this season and right now you can use the promo code locked on nhl and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. 
Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL. L O C K E D O N N H L. See sleepers terms of use for full details. Now, getting back to you know the Hurricanes' offensive uh, issues. That's honestly my biggest thing for this season uh what it takes for them to live up to expectations like i said about the defense we know that's going to be good we, we know that plain and simple the offense is going to be the big thing and the power play at to an extension as, as well those are going to be really really big for the hurricanes this year and we know it can be done it's not like it's completely inept uh, offensively no you know they they obviously have a good offense to be in the position they're in for the past five years they it, it's got to be good so it, it's just it needs to be more consistent that's going to be really really important because I've said many times over the years there are times where this offense dries up like a bad Thanksgiving turkey. And yes, I know, over the course of an 82-game season, that kind of thing is going to happen. Plain and simple. That's going to happen with every team in the NHL, from the Hurricanes to the Capitals to the Wild to the Kraken to, to everyone in between. That is just something that's going to happen. You're going to have your offensive struggles throughout the season. But with the Hurricanes, it is starting to get a bit old. Uh, and again, you know, that happening in November, yeah, it's frustrating, of course. But what I'm really getting at here is when it's happening in April. That's when we need this offense to not be a bad Thanksgiving turkey. This th that's the time where you need you know, the Thanksgiving turkey, you know, that is, you know, in all the commercials, on a food network, all, all of that stuff. The the one that takes you to Flavortown. That's the offense we need from the Hurricanes come playoff time. We need Flavortown offense. That's what I'm calling it this year when their offense is doing good. Flavortown offense. Uh, but <laughs> you know, that that's going to be a big thing here. And, you know, yet again, they did not go out and get a pure goal score in, in the off season, you know, free agency trade, whatever. That has been something we've been saying they need to do for a long time. Now I completely respect them wanting to, you know, put that load on their guys, you know, Sebastian Ajo, Andre Svechnikov, yeah, it's their team. And they have shown the capabilities of doing that. You know, Sebastian Ajo, yeah, he is, he can be that 80 plus point guy. And that's what we need from him this year. Uh, and it's, they need guys to take those steps forward. Uh, and all these guys are still really, really young. I believe Sebastian Ajo, yeah, we're talking about him right now. And, you know, we're going to just look at him over the past couple seasons. And, you know, he's still, you know, 
26 years old. I'm older than him, you know, and you know, he's 26 years old. He's in his mid twenties. Uh, you know, these guys are still learning and growing. You know, Sebastian Aja, he had uh, 67 points uh, last year. He only played 75 games. He had the season before played 79 games, had 81 points. You know, he's crossed that 80 point mark multiple times in his career, doing it again in 18, 19, obviously, you know, they had the shorter seasons in between there, you know, let's see him get back to that level. You know, we know he can do it. We've seen it uh, happen. So that's what I'm looking for from him. And, you know, he's supposed to be the guy. You know, we know he is, and we know he can do it. I just want to see it. You know, he's done it before. I want to see it again. You know, these guys, you know, they constantly talk about, you know, how frustrated they get with losing. I want to, I want to see him play with that fire. Uh, that that's what I want to see this year. I want to see you. Know, hey, we've made the playoffs for five straight years, and you know we can't get over that hump. I want to see them, you know, like men possessed out there. Sebastian Aho. I want to see him go on another All Star level campaign. You know, he's done it before. I want to see him do it again. Martin Natchez, he had a career year last year, uh, better than anyone could have expected out of him yet with the season prior to that being really disappointing for him. So I want to see him, you know, continue to build off of that career year that he had, because man, you know, you get another guy like that in there that can produce offensively like that. That's going to be fantastic for the Hurricanes. You know, he had 70 plus points last year i want to see that again for from him and, and you know obviously i'm not saying you know, these guys need to be 100 plus point players it'd be nice ain't no one gonna say it wouldn't be nice but i just want them to have that consistency and have that fire that playmaking ability you know which we know they have i just want to see it be consistent throughout the year especially towards the end of the regular season into the playoffs. Andre Sveshnikov, he is another one. He can be that guy. He had an all-star caliber season last year before you know, he uh, tore his ACL, I believe it was. And you know, I want to see him come back with a vengeance, pick up where he left off. Uh, again, I fully expect a little bit of rust. It's fine. Uh, and honestly, it's getting to the point where I really don't even know if we're going to see him on opening night. Uh, last I saw, he's still in that yellow, no contact Jersey, uh, in practice. Uh, and you know, opening night would be seven months to the day of the injury. And the time frame was six to nine months. But you know, one thing that, uh, was mentioned in the hurricanes article, uh, I believe it was like five questions heading into the season or whatever was, n- Max Pacioretty, how he came back early, and then you see what happened there. Uh, that's that's definitely somewhere where I'm at. Like, hey, you know, I don't want that to happen to Svetch. And you know, if he needs to sit out another month or, or whatever, yeah, you know, I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, it'll suck not seeing him uh, on opening night or you know, whenever. But at the end of the day, I would rather, you know, not have him at this in October, in November, 
rather than not have him in April and May. That that's where I'm at with that. And love to see him, but if he needs more time, then he needs more time. But when he comes back, I want to see him come back and really pick up where he left off. Yeah, you know, because he was taking such a big step forward last year and what he was doing out there on the ice uh, just like we've been saying you know with these young guys taking those steps forward season after season and growing as players growing on leader growing as leaders on this team that's what i want to see continue from Svetch whenever he does come back whether it's opening night on wednesday or you know a week two weeks a month whatever it may be I want to see him, you know, come back and pick up where he left off. Again, fully expect some rust at first, but I want to see him play like a guy like, hey, I had to sit out while my team went to the Eastern Conference final and we got swept again. That ain't happening. You know, I want to see uh, him, you know, be like Aho, be like Nate, just, you know, really just put the team on his back and it not be a thing of where, the opposing team is like, oh, yo, we're going to focus all in on this guy. Be like, no, we got to focus on this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy. And that's what I'm really looking for for Svetch this year. And I, he has it in him, just like Aha, just like Natchez. They have it in them to be even better than they already are. And I really think that this could be their year. I don't want to sound like a, Sorry yeah, to Jess from Locked on Flames and any other fans out there. Uh, I don't want to sound like a Dallas Cowboys fan where it's like, oh, this is our year. I don't want to sound like that. But you know, I really think you know, the team that they have built this offseason, I think it is probably one of the deepest ones they've had in recent years. Just the talent they have on there, the way guys are improving. They have a good mix of veterans and young guys. You know, their core guys like Aho, Svetch, Natchez, Slavin, you know, those guys still young. Yeah. And then they have the experience on that side of things too. Like it just feels like it is the perfect recipe for them to finally get that home, to be that flavor town Thanksgiving turkey. It feels like this can be that team on paper, but we got to get to the season and. You know, another couple other guys, Seth Jarvis, he's continuing to improve. I want to see that continue. He's in a fantastic place to learn and do it. So I'm fully expecting it out of him. Uh, I'd like to see him, you know, just again, take that step forward in his career. Again, he's still super, super young, uh, just turned 21. Like, you know, he's going to make kid mistakes. It's going to happen. He's 21 years old. It's going to happen. But, you know, see him you know, continue to improve season after season. You know, he's last year. Yeah, I know he finished, I think, with a couple less points. But honestly, it didn't really matter because he had he improved so much out there on the ice in terms of just his overall game. And I want to see that improve. Tavo Taravainen, a guy you know, we talked about for a potential trade. Yeah, uh, he definitely uh, feels like he he's starting to take steps back. Uh, he's obviously uh, been around for a long time, 
So, yeah, we'll see what happens there uh, if he gets traded or not. It wouldn't surprise me if he did. Yeah, much like Brady Shea and Brett Pesci, those guys are in final years of contracts, UFAs. We'll see what happens you know, with those. But, you know, he's got, I'd like to see him you know, improve a bit this season. I'm not talking you know, like an improvement like we saw from Natchez from, from last year. Uh, I'm not talking about anything like that. If it happens, I mean, great, fantastic. No one's going to complain here. But, yeah, see some improvement there. Uh, yes, Beard Kokiemi, see him continue to grow as that second line center. You know, he's slowly getting there and improving. Uh, but, you know, definitely I feel like he's still under a microscope, uh, you know, from how he was acquired to come here. And, you know, you look at his contemporaries from that draft, being on the team with him, uh, you look at that and, you know, I do feel that, you know, that may add some pressure on there, uh, at least from the outside looking in from expectations that are being put on him. So I do want to see him continue to improve. And I think he will. You know, he's got his home long term. And, like I said, the talent that they have made uh, or have put on this team, I think, is something that is re- can really help all of these guys. You know, continue to improve and get better. You look at his head coach. You know, fantastic sermon uh, in his day playing, and you look at Sebastian Aho. That was something that really I think benefited Sebastian was Rod Brindamore being his head coach and being able to work with him on that center position. And I think yeah, that is something that's continued to going to continue to be something that yes, Spear Kokinimi improves that. And you look at his captain, Jordan Salt, another phenomenal center. So that's going to be great for him there. And then uh finally, you know, just a quick mention here, Jordan Martinuk, you know, he had uh, career year last year. He was able to stay healthy for all 82 games, and then you saw what he did. He had a monster year. Uh, yeah, I know. It's not going to be like an 80, 90, 100-point season or anything like that from him. That's not his. That's not him. But uh, he set career highs in points and assists last year. I said it was going to be a career year for him pretty early on in the season just the way he was rolling, and I ended up being correct in that. I want to see him continue that momentum. I think really the only thing standing in the way of that is just him staying healthy. If he can stay healthy, we're going to be golden there uh, on that third line with him, Jordan Stahl, and Jesper Faust. We're going to be golden if Jordan Martinuk can stay healthy. I think yeah, I think he'll be able to, uh, but ultimately yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see on that. Uh, but the Hurricanes over the weekend, they did trim their training camp roster down to 29 players. And we will, I want to take a look at that uh, and just kind of what we're learning there of kind of what we can expect about this team uh, coming up for Wednesday. And we will dive into that right after this quick break, folks. Now, folks, passion, drive, and patience are what bring home the winning trophy it's also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more 
at whether you're into speed, power, style, whatever. eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is always guaranteed for your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Now, folks, you know, one thing we're going to start doing here this season on our Monday episodes is talking about things we learned about the team over the weekend, you know, whether it be games, practice, whatever. But the big and I kind of usually want to have maybe about two, three things or whatever. But this time, you know, we got the one and it's a big one. And that was the training camp roster update. I have that here over on my other monitor. And we're going to dive into this. Uh, you know, we have, uh, we're going to start at the top, of course. And like I said earlier, uh, I will mention Dylan Coglin here, but yesterday he was placed on waivers. Not surprised there. We'll see what happens. Uh, if he does clear, I fully expect him to just go to the AHL. That's uh, where I'm expecting him to go. You know, what team? I don't know. Waddell said, you know, when it comes to Kochekov, they got a team figured out already. Uh, I've seen where some guys have already gone there and they're just kind of getting scattered about, which is kind of what I figured. Uh, but diving into this, we have Jalen Chatfield, Caleb Jones, Dimitri Orlov, Brent Burns, Jordan Stahl, Dylan Coglin, Jack Drury, Sebastian Ajo, Brett Pesci, Steph Nason, Seth Jarvis, Brendan Lemieux, Felix Forum, Andre Sveshkov, Jordan Martinuk, Michael Bunting, Ryan Suzuki, Jesper Faust, Jacob Slavin, Brady Shade, Tony D'Angelo, Yaspiri Kokanyemi, Tavo Teravainen, Martin Natchez, oh, Dominic uh, Fensor, Vasily Ponomarev, and then in the goalies, Frederick Anderson, Antti Ranta, and Piotr Kochekov. So, yeah, you look at all of these, you're pretty much kind of feeling uh, what this team is going to look like. Yeah, I think this is pretty telling. Uh, I know with um, Sorum, uh, I kind of expect them to do that what is it, nine-game trial or whatever. I Bryn Moore had already mentioned that as well. I don't believe he said that uh, whether or not they were going to do it. But I'm kind of expecting that from him. Yeah, the kid is 18, but he has really stood out in preseason and training camp. So I think that's the route they'll go with him. Uh, as I mentioned, Coglin has already been placed on waivers. So you can kind of just go ahead and scratch him off. Uh, of this Ryan Suzuki he's a guy I think you know he'll I think honestly he'll probably get sent down um you know he did have that uh, I believe it was a shoulder injury from that final preseason game uh but it was nothing serious but you know I kind of expect him you know to just be the guy that gets sent down uh I know when it comes uh, and in the um 
that article that I mentioned about the Hurricanes or those five questions, he was, you know, kind of mentioned as an outside shot of that for that fourth line center. A lot of folks, you know, thinking that'll go to Jack Drury now with um, Paul Stastny uh, not coming in or not coming back, excuse me, which I could totally see that. Uh, I think you know, last season, you know, everyone's kind of having him as a lock to make that opening night roster, uh, but he was kind of back and forth. fourth he was another guy that was that's in that mix for that uh fourth line center role so we'll see what happens there honestly i'll probably go with drury um but we're just gonna have to wait and see there um and again like i mentioned earlier the biggest question mark here with this is simply going to be what are they going to do defensively you, know, you still have uh, Caleb Jones on your roster as well. Uh, what are you doing there? Uh, or what are you going to do with him? I know he's not a defenseman, uh, but Brendan Lemieux, he's another guy. Where exactly does he fit into all of this? Um, so it's very, very interesting to see what's going to happen here. Uh, and because so many positions fit feel like they're already locked up and you know we'll we'll talk about you know predicting opening night roster and whatnot uh later on in the week but you know you look at this there are definitely some big question marks you know because so like because like i said so many of them you know like all right sebastian aho he's gonna be your number one center yeah spirit coke cammy is gonna be your number two jordan stall is gonna be your number three you know, so much of the roster is already pretty much locked up. You know what it's going to be. And it's these other ones that are really, really interesting to see what happens. And also, yeah, just quick sidebar here. As I look at this, uh, the birth dates on the uh, goalies, 1989, 1989, 1999. <laughs> oh, man, we're starting to feel old, folks. Uh, but even though I was born in 96, <laughs> but you know, you, you look at some of this stuff, it, this is going to be a really interesting next couple of days to figure out what they are exactly are going to do with their opening night roster because they have, they're so deep. It's almost becoming a problem. And yeah, it's a good problem to have. Uh, I'm not going to say that because we all know the times when, uh, the Hurricanes were not a deep team when they had a glorified AHL fourth line, glorified AHL third pairing. We all know those days. Uh, and yeah, it's it's interesting here to see what exactly is going to happen with this open night roster. And I want to know y'all's thoughts on this. Who do you think is going to make the cut? Who do you think is going to get sent down, placed on waivers, traded, whatever? Let me know, whether it be on social media at LO underscore Hurricanes or my personal at Jared Ellis underscore 96. Let me know, guys. And like I said, later on in the week, we are going to be predicting the opening night roster. That's going to be fun and a headache, but 
I want to do that because I have some thoughts. And I, again, I want to know y'all's thoughts on that. So make sure you let me know. And thank you again for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of this Monday afternoon, morning, evening, whenever you're listening. Doesn't matter. Thank you very much for making us your first. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. As always, never forget, let's go Canes.